Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Maria Van Sands, a speech therapist who recently transitioned to ADHD parent coaching. And she works with patients, sorry, parents, who are looking for solutions to their everyday struggles with neurodiverse kids on educating the parents to have a healthier family lifestyle. Ah, oh, love that. The whole holistic approach. Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for your time. So can you just expand a little bit more on where are you today with your business and you know, who who is it that you actually love to work with? Um, you know, I love families in general. It's I've been working with kids for years and I've been seeing the breakdown happening. We're having so many kids now with ADHD, with other neurodivergent issues. They're struggling in school. And I can only do so much with the kids. I need to actually work on what the breakdown is at home. I'm only going to see your kids an hour, two hours here and there. What we're doing as parents with our kids is where the big impact happens. So if I can go to the source, if I can work with the families, teach them some really good skills, hopefully we can make it so that these kids don't struggle so much later on. Um, some of the areas that I like to focus on, and I call them my big 10, are sleep, exercise, nutrition, supplements, schedules, therapies, um, screens. But for me, it's uh, trying to take away the screens as much as possible. Outdoor uh-huh. time, mindfulness, and support networks. So it's all the things that I feel like kids should have that maybe if parents can work a little bit on some of these areas, maybe we can break down and kind of take away some of the behaviors that these kids are Mm. dealing with. Are you kidding me? This is all the stuff that everyone, entrepreneurs, adults should have, but we've never been taught, (laughs) guided, or habits come in. So everything you're saying there is the fundamentals to keep ourselves balanced, healthy, happy, all these things. So I love your angle, which is I want to help the kids. Family is core to what you do. And the way I'm going to do that is through the source. Mm -hmm. Adults start from the top. Kind of beautiful. So what was it about this shift away from traditional therapy into being this level of coach, very specific and very focused? What was what was the driver behind that for you? Um, actually, my youngest, my my, he's eleven now. My eleven-year-old is—I love him, but he's kind of a hot mess. 
And the more I learned about ADHD, the more I learned about, you know, how to keep him steady. What do I have to do at home? All of those things. I started reading up more about it. I ended up getting my certification. I'm a CCSP, which is a certified specialist in ADHD. Mm. And that transitioned me into coaching. And I have to tell you, the coaching process was mind-blowing. Learning what you have to do as a coach, learning those little shifts, changes, not just what you do as a professional, but what you do for yourself, too. Mm -hmm. So I kind of went down the rabbit hole. I started as a parent, used it together with my profession, and then became more of a parent advocate, a parent coach, so that I can help other people. Mm. So that angle of, I did it for me first, mm-hmm. and then a whole shit, there's something beautiful in here. How can I impact other people? How can I share this? This, and I guess it lit you up. And of course, it's so close to you. <laughs> but to be able to replicate this, to, be able to take this and be like, okay, this is now, this is my mission. This is my purpose. This is what I do. There's something beautiful in that. Yeah, it's, it is right. Cause it came, it sort of came naturally. I wasn't looking yeah. for it. I work with kids. I'm a speech therapist. And so I've been doing this for years, just in an unpaid way. I've been helping parents for years. I've been making videos. I've been doing things to help the community, but now I'm like, okay, let me actually do this as a career. Oh, that point there. We, we always, mention like the accidental entrepreneur on this podcast it is the whole oops i tripped and i fell and i'm now business owner maybe that's not <laughs> traditionally right for you per se but to that transition to I, I, hold on i've been doing this for years then it's just one step and it's like well i might as well turn this into a a, a career my passion my my purpose right might as well get paid for it might as well get paid for it. If I'm doing this stuff, <laughs> I'm able to help other people, change people's lives, and by association, help fuel your own life. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I like how you look at it. Okay. So with this crumbs, with this being such a a passionate project, what do you what do you find with your clients that like time and time again is like the first thing that you have to help them to either work through or be aware of so that you can start to sort of build on this? What would, what would that be? Um, honestly, with parents, it's them realizing where the breakdown is because so many times they're looking at their child and what's wrong here. What's wrong with my child? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? That we don't seem kind of introspect and look and see what's happening in the family. Where's the breakdown at home? Where's the breakdown between the parent and the child? Sometimes it's a mm-hmm. breakdown in communication. Sometimes it's a breakdown in skills. Um, the more I learned about ADHD, the more I realized that I have my own ADHD or I have my own neurodivergence. And so does my daughter. So does my son. So together, we're a hot mess unless we learn how to work with each other's strengths and weaknesses. I know I am really good at this area, whereas uh-huh. that's my daughter's weakness. But my son's weaknesses drive my daughter crazy. So we have to kind of figure out where our strengths are, where our weaknesses are, where the breakdown is as a whole, and not just laying all the blame on the you know the one person at home that's causing the biggest disturbance. Yeah, there's there's a breakdown overall. So realizing where the breakdown mm-hmm. is that is the huge part 
and I want to sort of tie us back into accountability too. You know, as parents, oh, yeah, but it's, it's... we don't want to take blame. Oh my gosh! I mean, we... <laughs> I was mentioning this earlier this morning. Yes, we we don't want we want to we want to justify and make excuses and and hide and then avoid. Oh my gosh, avoidance—the one thing, the killer of businesses, the killer of dreams. It's where dreams go to die. So, like with, with this place, so entrepreneurs understanding where is the breakdown with our beliefs our stories where is the breakdown with the actions that we're taking where is the breakdown with the the fears that we have the triggers the avoidance how are we fooling ourselves it's understanding where you are that's what, why the unforget yourself system was born and created so we can map out we systematized it here's how you can find out here's where you're struggling Here's what happens from a, a scientific, but also a spiritual perspective. And then here's what you can do to move through and break this cycle. Easy, simplified, actionable. Perfect. With accountability. You, well, it's, it's also, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you have that, you, you understand, ah, now you're at choice. Now you know that you're, if you're being triggered, you know, there's something you're avoiding. So mm -hmm. what am I avoiding? Now you're at choice to face that or not. And if you want to face it, we have all the tools, tactics, and support to work you through it. Similar to the way that you coach with your parents. So finding out where is the real breakdown? Where is the real problem? Shit, now you can solve it, right? You should be. Should, ah, okay, should be. So what is the at that level? So now we're hitting level two. At that level of now you see what the breakdown, you see what the problem is. What is the, where's the hesitation? Where is the friction in then facing because it? Because now on? it's going to take a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to fix some of these issues. It's not just, okay, we're talking about schedules and routines and having a bedtime and having different things like this. It means that maybe you have to come home from work earlier. Maybe you have to cook dinner ahead of time. It's, it takes a lot more work and the same as business that you have to put in to get that result. Do you want to make the work? Like, do you want to do all of these things because we don't know what the payout's going to be? Is it going to be a great payout if I do all these things or is it going to be the same? Ah, two things there. So it's not about being a lot of work as a belief. There's mm -hmm. belief that will actually change and help. So with their perception of being, oh, it's going to be a lot of work. In reality, and again, I flip this to the way we, we coach entrepreneurs because crumbs, kids, entrepreneurs, we're all the same. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, no, that's a false belief. That's a limiting belief. That is a story. That is a reason to run away. It's an excuse. It's actually going to be less work. What you mean doing less on my phone? You mean coming home early? You mean having a schedule? You're actually saying it's going to be less work, but you just framed it, or maybe it's your words, maybe it's your client's words. It's going to be hard work. <clears throat> Flip that perception around. Actually, it's going to be easier. Yeah. Once yeah. you get that schedule in place, then it runs smoothly, but you have to do the work to get it functioning first. So shift that belief straight away. So you know afterwards it's going to be easier. Here's how you're going to make it super, super simple, super easy to be able to work through that. To be able to guide them through that is there's nuances there. And there's the reality. Yeah, Mark, but it's, it is going to take more work. Well, of course it is. But mm -hmm. how do you, 
Your job is to guide them there quicker, simpler, and easier, and probably more fun than they could ever possibly do on their own. She'll make their life so much more enjoyable later on. Yeah, because that's the point. So it's not going to be hard work. It's actually going to be yeah. easier in its entirety. Nice. It's all about how you frame it. It's all about how you frame it. Crumbs, we were chatting offline earlier about how we sort of reframe business problems and yeah. what, what you're going through, the challenges that you're kind of facing in, in this new evolution your, your new transition and so so what is it for you what what, what do you find is, is the what are your struggles what are your challenges what's <laughs> talking about avoiding what are you avoiding right now as a business owner <laughs> I, I was telling you this earlier of putting myself out there being okay with I don't, I don't know how I say it like being okay with being in front of a crowd of people talking about what I know and what I believe in and being the authority on that topic. Yeah. So, which is what I need to do to get my business to move forward more. Oh, so, I, I so. want to help parents here and there, but you can only do so much when you're meeting with one person or one person. It needs to be a larger reach. I need to be able to reach a larger group of people at a time to make, you know, the biggest impact in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. There you are. Impact. It's passion driven. You know what you want to be doing. So logically, you get it. You know, you need to put yourself out there. You need to be more visible. Yeah. You need to be seen. So logically, tick, we know this. So what's the problem? What's the emotional factor that's actually stopping you from doing the one thing that you know you need to do that will actually move the needle? Oh, I think it's that, that probably it's fear of failure. Or, or I don't know if it's failure or rejection. It's that idea of you put yourself out there. What if people don't like you? What if people don't believe in you? You know, now that we're all, everything's online, what if people laugh at you? I read or I listened to, I don't know if you ever listened to Brene Brown. She said after her first big talk, she did a huge TED talk in front of all of these people. She was reading the comments and people were writing in things like you need, what was it like more Botox, less research. It was awful, awful. And here she's this brilliant researcher doing all of these things and standing up in front of millions of people. And it's, it's that fear of, of what others think of you. Which, what yeah. is it, right? Other people's opinions are none of your business. Again, there's an affirmation. There's 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 a logical <laughs> side of it. But all this stuff. There's still a human being. All this stuff is like, it's worthless without applying your energy and your emotions alongside it. So the fear of the rejection, what people might say. I mean, crumbs. I know this. When I Forget Yourself started, when we were scaling, and putting ourselves out there, the comments that you're always going to get online. And Katie as well, being being a woman, I saw firsthand how the, the kind of comments that, that she got. Oh, and it's heartbreaking. Awful. And it's tough for me. Bald head and a beard. And I, was, I felt, ooh, I felt vulnerable. Now, to hold space for that, you can put it back into the realms of, you know, you can have, you know, a hundred beautiful emails come through. You can have one that has something negative and the brain will try and say, what can I do to make sure this doesn't happen again? What mistake did I make? Rather than, hold on, there are 99 people here that are like, yes, this is amazing. I want it. I love you, all this stuff. Yeah, but you're so, focused on that one. Yes, there's that focus. 
there's that focus and it's fueled by fear it's fueled to not let that happen again rather than i want these to happen again it's it's tough so your experience has been as you you've pivoted business you've changed your approach you've changed how you're being seen you're now taking the next steps to to really impact more people and you know but you're feeling ah oh, there's so much that can hold you back so what you work better with logical than emotion because you told me all the logical reasons so let's let's logify this for you okay logically what's the what is the impact that you've had by helping people oh I, I don't know i i get a lot of thank yous i get a lot of people that you know write back to me or i, I do a lot of stuff on youtube that will mm. you know, text me thank you so much for this information thank you for all of this you've helped me you've helped my child you've helped our family so i think that keeps me going because i know that even if it's one person here or there i'm still helping people yeah so that impact the, the changing lives the actual direct and in indirect impact you're having is that's the reason that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. So what is the impact on, on not putting yourself out there? What is the impact on, on not doing these things that you're maybe scared or maybe you're avoiding? <laughs> you don't see the impact, but you don't also see the rewards. Right? Because you're not seeing anything negative no nothing oh my god how do i phrase that nothing negative is happening but at the same time nothing is happening there's no large forward motion that you're going to so these goals and these aspirations of you know large talks in front of millions of people are not getting started because there's no step in the right direction mm. what you just said that is absolutely beautiful because it's so so true not what's the impact nothing there's no, there's no big impact okay cool you, when you flipped it around and said but but it's not moving forward cool so the impact now we're just re reframing this the impact is the money that you could have received but didn't because you haven't put yourself out there let's put it back into the passion it's the lives you could have changed but didn't because they didn't see you they didn't hear you. You weren't the one in the moment saying, do you have this problem? I have this solution. Here's the world that you could have. Yeah, it's huge. So is it that moment because you didn't see the problem? Do you find out maybe that's why this is either continued or why it's it's stayed because it's not actually a massive problem that you see right away. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. Because you're not trying to fix something. You're just avoiding something. So you're avoiding the negative rather than moving forward. Yeah. To and get by avoiding the, the negative, you're also postponing the positive because nothing's happening. All right. So oh, let's, let's play with this because it's all hypothetical. At this point, now we're just going to play in this, this magical world of a year ago when you started making this transition, if you wouldn't have had this imposter syndrome, fear of failure, 
worry and doubt to put yourself out there because of the judgment, because of what people might think, because of what maybe you think of yourself as, am I ready for this? If that was all gone and you were out there, would your business be in a different place than it is right now? Oh, definitely. How so? Definitely. Oh, I'd be, well, according to my imagination, I would be um, giving speeches, doing lectures, traveling. I'd be at the place where I want to be, where I would be impacting large groups of people in one time. So whatever that would be. And then I could, because I try to do this as affordable as possible, you know, if we're having a large group, then people wouldn't have to pay so much, but still, I would still be making a decent amount of money mm. because we're having more people come in at the same time. So you'll still you'll be making a decent increased amount of money. You'll be helping an increased amount of people. Mm-hmm. You said that you'd be able to subsidize some of it. So you're helping mm-hmm. more people at less cost, spreading what you do. Exactly. Oh. It's hard for people to do the one-on-one. I get it. Coaching gets expensive. But if we can do it in a way where I can help them in a larger setting, then I'm able to get more people in, especially the people who have a hard time affording these kind of services. So then, yeah, it's a much larger impact. I love what you just said. Ah, coaching is expensive. You know what's it is. more expensive? I mean, it's, it's worth it. It's so worth it. You know what's more expensive? Hmm. not doing the things that you know you should do not being able to make an impact coaching a thousand five thousand ten twenty fifty thousand whatever it is compared to the value of a six seven eight figure business continuously on repeat what's more expensive and now, now we're back into the logical world huh Again, not doing it. It's that same idea of like the avoiding the negative impacts your positive. So with this in mind, where are you going? What's what's your goal? What is what is the dream for 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 what you're trying to create? Because this is again from a passion project, from the one experience with with your son through to helping impact family after family, and now expanding, you know, internationally with more touch points. What's the ultimate goal? Where are you oh, going? The ultimate, it keeps going yeah. though. You know, it, it's always growing. Eventually, be, I, I'm very big on health and nutrition. So eventually I'd like to be at the place where I have my own products, my own supplements, vitamins, whatever it is for, for families, um, cookbooks, different things like that for them to have different books on parenting on medication, whatever it is that people have access to from everyone. But yeah, to be a brand, mm. I guess. Okay, so the, the 10 aspects that you listed went on the start of this podcast. So each of those 10 aspects is going to go and be its own storefront, its own institution, its own place within this, that ecosystem. Right now, it's just one. It's going to be 10 experts in every single element i love that that's beautiful so we start here but yeah there's there's more there's a lot more there's always more that's that's fantastic there's always so, more 
Hey, look, Maria, th- thank you so much for, for being on the show, for sharing. Oh, Mark, from... Thank you so much for, for sharing with me, for giving me your insight. This has been such a great experience. Yeah, well, what, what stood out for you? What, what was helpful for you personally? I think the way you put things in perspective, because I don't realize sometimes I say them out loud. So you're talking about the avoidance, what I'm logically avoiding, but also what I'm missing out on by you know having these fears, which are kind of irrational everything that could be had all the larger scale items that are out there that I'm not really, I, I haven't been moving forward on. Yeah. And isn't this exactly the same way as that you coach your, your clients to see those, the, 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 the similarities are kind of beautiful, but also I always hold space for yeah, but you're too close to your business to see this stuff. You're too close mm-hmm. to you to understand this. Again, you know this with your clients. Once they have that awareness from your outside perspective, you change families. Again, me and Katie coming in like like the business doulas that we are to come in and just change life, business straight off the bat. So I I always want to hold space for. Yes, you probably coach some of this stuff. Yes, you know all this stuff. It's okay to struggle because you're too close. You can't see this. It's kind of beautiful. It makes sense. And it frustrating. Makes so much sense. Yes, at the same time. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I should do this. But no, it's it's so good to see it from someone else's perspective. It makes so much more sense. Because mm. it's all coming from me. You're just making it so that I can see it clearly. Yeah. And then then you're a choice. And then the next level starts. Okay. What's going to hold you? Because knowledge is just the first step. Just having awareness is one thing actually been able to apply it and hit the next challenge that will come along in that point just the knowledge is not enough that's why just books even podcasts all these things is just information it's how you apply it that's the kind of that's the kind of beauty so hey maria thank you so so much for being here thank you for sharing look if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do where can they find you um, they can go online. It's just my name. It's MariaVanSant.com. Most of my videos are on YouTube, and that's uh, MariaVanSant8788. But if you look up anything on speech therapy or ADHD, you'll find my videos. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Sounds good. Well, everyone, please go and check that out. But Maria, thanks again for being here. Thank you for, for playing along. It's been so much fun. Oh, so fun. Thank you again, Mark. Have a great day. You're welcome. You too. All right. Bye. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.